0: Hey, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. We are getting a little woo here today on the show, but as always, we're gonna make it really actionable for you. I'm thrilled to welcome my guest and dear friend, Laura Simmons. Laura is a fellow Canadian who now lives in Texas and a business and mindset coach for hairstylists. She is helping entrepreneurs in the beauty industry build real wealth and sustainable businesses. So while strategy and systems are a huge part of this, of course, today we're going to focus on something a little bit different. We are going to focus on the foundation of building a healthy business and a fulfilled life. I am, of course, talking about your mindset. We're touching on some pretty hot topics today, including manifestation, and Laura's going to give you some tangible actions you can take to align your mindset with your goals. This episode is gonna cover things like finding the evidence, understanding your potential, identifying and rewriting your limiting beliefs as well as self-worth. And Laura's gonna give you journal prompts and show you how to really put today's lessons into action. I could not be more excited for today's episode. So without further ado, let's get started. you're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I am your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing, to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising podcast.
1: Hi, Laura. Welcome back. I am so excited to have you here today. Jodi, thank you so much for having me on. I love talking with you about all things, and you've been one of my biggest inspirations within the work that I do. So I'm very excited to have our second episode together.
0: The feeling is so mutual, and honestly, the feedback from the last time you were on the show was so incredible. I cannot believe it's taken me over a year to get you back on. So <laughs> thank you so much for being here. And I can't wait to dive into our topic today. But first, for anyone who maybe hasn't heard the your first episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast, and also because I know that you have evolved as a business owner and As a person and a stylist over the past year, could you take a second to just introduce yourself and tell my listeners what you're about, your space, the place you hold within the beauty industry, and just everything that we
1: need to know about you? Absolutely. So I am a hairstylist foremost. I always start with saying I'm a hairstylist because that's my first love of how I got into the industry. I stepped into education pretty young and started traveling and educating nationally with a company. And I actually opened up my own coaching business. So I love, 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 love supporting hairstylists within their business, their mindset work. So I do mindset and business coaching for hairstylists as well as salon owners. I've created an online uh, Facebook group to also create a safe space for stylists to come with questions as well receive support and guidance. And I own a salon. I opened that up actually two years ago. So I started that out as an independent space and I've grown a team now. So as the evolution of my career has unfolded, so has my place within the industry. And I really love tapping into different facets with what we do and mostly really helping other stylists find the potential within themselves to go after their true purpose and passion.
0: I love, I love that. And you know, it has been such a privilege to watch you over the past couple years because what you've been able to achieve both like simultaneously has been amazing. And the really thing the thing I find so admirable is that you come from such a such a place of love and generosity and giving in this industry. And you've been able to build a really, really successful business without compromising your personal standards, which I think is really really inspiring because so often, you know, I think the, the narrative is that you have to pick one or the other. Like you can either be really successful in business or you can be, you know, happy and fulfilled in your life. And I love that as a collective in our industry, we're really turning that on its head and you are at the forefront. You're one of the really inspiring leaders. I think when it comes to the style of business that I love to see. And I think a lot of my listeners love to see. So could you just give, before we dive into today's topic, could you just give a little bit of info on your business as a salon owner and, you know, what you have, how you've evolved it over the past couple of years?
1: As a hairstylist, I've worked in multiple beautiful large end salons that were commission structured. And i thrived in them. And I've been on multiple podcasts and shared my experience with those. So I'm not going to dive into that. But what I will talk about is finding my own culture and why I want to talk about the culture and understanding what we've talked about in the past a lot is your core values is really when you understand your culture and core values, I feel the rest of it truly does fall into place. And Mm. don't get me wrong. There's times in my salon when I've opened the salon and I'm like, what am I even doing? Do I know how to do this because I've leaned into what my culture and my core values were, it allowed me to really build this business. And it's taken on a life of its own, which is really incredible. I have not once had to do paid marketing. My business has grown itself all organically with the utilization of obviously social media, um, putting myself out there through like, even like Google, uh, business, it's just taken on its own life but Mm -hmm. I focused on my culture, I focused on my clients, I focused on their experience. And as well through that, it's allowed me to build this team that wants to be a part of it because people always wanna be a part of something bigger than themselves. And I'm definitely one to share the wealth. I for one know that I can't keep up with this pace of work that I've been doing for the rest of my life. Secondly, I want to build a team who can take on those same characteristics and as well allow them to build their life and their dreams so I can take a step back at some point and be the mentor and guide and watch the salon again grow into something bigger than itself. I also want to be a part of that. So by allowing myself to have the systems, build them out, don't get me wrong, it was a lot of blood, sweat, and tears <laughs> that it took to get the salon running it's that, but it was just really unlearning and relearning new systems, pivoting when needed, hiring before you're ready, And then really being like, can we have good communication as a leader as to what to expect and, and be humble and know, like, you know, I don't know at all. I still make mistakes. I probably still forget to show up for certain things that I probably should show up for, but giving myself grace throughout that growth period. So we're at a place now where we're building our team more. We're going to be moving into a bigger space. Probably I'm going to project that in the next six to eight months. And really just having like continue to grow with these cultures, but never, ever, ever veering away from what those core values are. Because the moment you do that, and the moment you lose sight of what that is, your business, what happens is you get new, you get people coming in with different opinions, with yeah. different ideas, you start saying yes, and then your core structure falls apart. So you have to be the heartbeat to that and consistently remind people why we're doing things the way we're doing. Yes, we can be creative. Yes, you can have freedom. However, we still have to lean into these points of our business for the success that we want it to have.
0: I feel like this is a great segue into our topic today because it, I can see the work you're talking about is not just behind the chair. The work you're talking about, you know, and it's not even just like running your business. It's it's pouring into yourself as well and your own personal development. And like, that's something that I've seen firsthand. And I feel like that's a really important thing that a lot of business educators miss, right? You, there's a quote, your level of success will rarely exceed your level of personal development. And actually I think it's Jim Ron, but I think that's a really great thing because you have, you've shown up and shown that, you know, you, what you put into your personal development and your business development oftentimes are one and the same, and they're both as important as the other. So a practical guide to manifestation of mindset work as a beauty pro, you are going to help my listeners understand mindset work, not just as a concept, but as a practical application, which, I've, again, I've seen firsthand how that has impacted your business and how that has impacted your students and your client, your coaching clients' businesses. And so I'm beyond grateful that you're going to share this with my listeners.
1: Yes. I love, love, love this part. So when I do my coaching and we, I focus on business coaching and that's a lot of systems and that's a lot of strategy and that's a lot of implementing, like here's the A, B and C's. However, Before we get into that, I always talk about the mindset. I lay the foundation to a healthy, thriving mindset that's going to allow stylists to get out of their comfort zone. The number one thing that stylists in all industries struggle with, in my opinion, is getting out of their own way, is really working through the lies or the stories that either they created or someone else told them that are true. And people stay stuck. And when they stay stuck, they get fearful of change. And it's really just because they don't know what the unknown is or what it looks like or can feel like and they end up finding themselves burnout they end up finding themselves in a place of not making money they want they end up finding themselves unhappy and even their relationships that they have with other people their spouse or their family and if you can harness the power of your own mindset everything gets a little bit easier there's still going to be a little bit of challenging challenge excuse me and it also becomes like limitless in the possibilities of what you can do Things that I've done in my career were told to me not too long ago that you can't do that. Who do you think you are? Nobody likes you. Like those literally are things that I was told from mentors or previous salon owners that I've worked with and they were hurtful. I made them my truth and I had to, I had to dig so deep into the lies that they were probably being told that then they repeated to me because out of a fear of something that happened in their life. And I know after working with other stylists, with as a coach myself, that other people have struggled with similar things. Mm -hmm. And I, I really believe that if we can tap into that mindset and really understand what we have control over, how we can navigate through those strongholds, break through those chains, like you can be so successful at anything you want to do. Like and that's what lights me up. And then we go into the strategy and then we make you more money and then you just have like a thriving salon.
0: (laughs) You're so right in the sense that you do have to start there because before you're shown that something's possible or before you believe that something's possible, it's gonna be really difficult to actually push yourself to take the steps that you need to take. There's a scene in Indiana Jones which I just saw the other day, where it's literally like he had to believe and step off this cliff before there was a bridge. And then the second you step, there is the bridge. But it comes down to cultivating this mindset strong enough that you have the strong belief in yourself to take the step before that bridge has necessarily appeared. Because I think there's a lot of things that you have to do before you're technically ready, that having that rock solid mindset and belief in yourself can really help you take the steps before you've got that concrete proof that it's possible.
1: Yes. Yep. And it's interesting. So before we jumped on this, I made a quick list of a few things that are really easy to like obtain. And the last one that I wrote, which will now be the first one we're gonna talk about, was find finding the evidence. And I believe that's one thing that we're really good at. We're good at finding evidence and things that we're not good at. We're really good at finding evidence in our failures. We're really good mm-hmm. at finding evidence that what's not possible and why we can't do this. And I challenge you listeners that are here with us is to really start finding the evidence in the possible, find the evidence that others can do it, find the evidence that you have the potential to do the same thing. And when we find ourselves doubting, let's just say you're making a pivot within your business or you are worried about hiring that assistant, and you're like, I don't have the money, or I'm not capable of doing this, like start finding the evidence that you do have the money and that you are capable of hiring someone and that you can teach somebody how to help you grow your business. Like find the evidence in what is already possible and things that you've already accomplished and use that as your motivator to continue to push through and navigate through the fear. Because one of my previous coaches shared with me, like, you don't ever get over the fear. You just learn how to navigate through it. Jasmine Starr talks about that. She just actually posted about it recently. And I totally agree with that. Like you learn to get better at harnessing that energy and utilizing it to propel you forward and not hold you back. So yes. find the evidence within your potential is is really important. And sometimes and there's a couple things before that that help build that confidence up. We'll get into just a moment that I think are really important too, but you have to start allowing yourself to reframe those negative stories and lies that those are truly just things that are holding you back and possibly keeping you safe, but they're also keeping you safe.
0: Right. Okay. So how do you go about finding the evidence? Where do you start if you're in a place where you're still really struggling to break through all of the things that you've been told and internalized as as the truth? How do you start finding that evidence?
1: Action will always breed more confidence. So you have to start taking action on perhaps the small things in your life to show you that it's possible to continue to trust yourself. So when we don't trust ourselves, this is when we start going back to old programming and old programming, again, are those stories that were created to keep you safe. So we're going to go back into a little bit of uh, limiting beliefs and then action builds confidence. We're going to compound this together so we are taught as a young child that like don't cross the street without looking both ways that's something that's there to protect you to keep you safe those are simple things but then we build upon that as we get older and we're moving through like our formative years and people start telling you stories like well you're not smart enough to do that and then you believe it because you're young and you're you're impressionable and you're like oh well i guess i'm not smart enough or i'm not old enough or that i can't do that because whatever fill in the fill in the blank space that someone told you that story But you hold on to that story subconsciously and it gets kind of uh, filed back so then as you continue to move forward throughout your years and you see other people achieving things that you want for me i'm a a type three (laughs) enneagram so i'm an achiever so when i see people achieving things that i wanted i would tell myself stories that i was told previously or things that i experiences that i had that didn't work out the way i thought they would and my story was well i'm just I'm just not good enough or I'm not capable of doing those things. So when we have these limiting beliefs and we carry those subconsciously through our life, when we get to bigger places within our life, let's just say now you're in your like thirties or you're in a prime spot within your career and you're wanting to make a leap into something new, you have these old programs and stories that you still believe and that you're subconsciously playing over and over and over in your mind. Yeah. So. By dissecting those down and understanding what those are, so if you're about to do something scary and your story comes up, it's important to reframe. So a reframe is taking what that story is, so saying, you're not good enough to become an educator. You have to then reframe that saying, I can learn to become an educator. It takes that power away from you're not good enough to now I can learn, I now can learn, so when I can learn, Let's start finding the evidence and what I need to learn to support that new belief that I'm creating in my mind. This work is not easy though. Like this is really hard work that you have to continuously show up for yourself. Journaling is probably one of my favorite things to do in the mornings to allow myself to reframe and reframe. And the more you reframe and the more you start telling your, your subconscious what your new truth is, it starts to believe it, but it takes time. It takes so much time. And then when you have that reframe locked in, we start to find, okay, so where's the evidence within this truth? And then how can I take small action? So this is where like taking small action will start to build your confidence. So I'm trying to think of a time recently in the last few years, because like yourself, Jody, I went through a huge, huge personal development. It started with the end of a relationship that I had. I was like, who am I now without <laughs> this person? And what am I even doing in this career? And it really allowed me to break through a lot of truths or lies I should say that I was yeah. holding on to, and make my new one. Yeah. So by finding action. So I remember this is a story I think I may have shared with you is that I, I remember I was working at a salon and I told the salon owner that I wanted to become a business educator. I wanted yeah. to teach stylists how to make money. Cause I was really good at doing that. I knew how to do it. And it was fun for me to understand business. Yeah. And she looked at me and she said, Laura, Nobody likes you. So it's really important that you learn how to be likable before you become an educator. And oh. I wasn't prepared for that. Oh. It, took, it, took, it took probably a few years to get over that. I'm not gonna lie, it was a lot. It was a lot that I wasn't prepared for and I didn't believe that was true. So I had to dissect that down and I had to really understand where that fear was coming from within that person. I had to forgive. I had to rebuild my confidence. And what I did is I took action. I said, okay, that's your truth. And I know my feelings are hurt right now, but what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start my first coaching program. <laughs> and I did. And I believe I found the evidence that it was possible. So what I didn't just dive into coaching programs, but I started showing up on Instagram. I started teaching. I started doing small things like showing up on lives. Like I had to tell myself and prove to myself that that was not true. And that what I have and what's been given to me is in fact something people need. And it was a lot to break down and do at the same time. But sometimes you have to take that action, that massive action to start finding the evidence, to break down those limiting beliefs and not let those hold you back.
0: I love that you said when that person said that to you, you're like, okay, that's your truth. And I think that's a really important distinction. That is their truth. That's not the truth. That's something that I know that I struggle with for years as well. Like someone would say something And I would think like, oh, well, you know, that, that's just what it is. And I think too, that like, you know, there's this whole, the conversation around tough love and like brutal honesty and like, you know, that kind of thing. I've known several people in my life who really prided themselves on being brutally honest with quotations or, you know, all of those things. And one of the major things that I learned is considering the source and that, a lot of the time people who pride themselves on being brutally honest, take a lot more enjoyment out of the brutal part than the honesty Mm -hmm. and considering the source and really deciding, okay, does this person have, like, are they essentially qualified to give me this criticism and have it be something that I take on or can I just receive it, hear it or hear it, and then decide to receive it or not. That's a really big distinction because We've all heard things from people and whether it's something like that, which is just, you know, obviously an awful thing to say and not true, or whether it's more subtle. Like I think sometimes it's harder when it's more subtle, when it comes from people who are, you know, they care about us and they're, they're trying to keep us what their idea of safe is. But it doesn't make those, you know, pieces of advice or micro criticisms or whatever it is, we don't internalize them any less because they come from someone we care about. And sometimes it's even harder. I think it's important, not just when someone says something awful, but also when they say something that's just projecting their own insecurities onto you, that you can decide to receive it or not. You don't need to accept every piece of advice. (laughs) It can be their truth without becoming your truth. Yes, absolutely. When it comes to finding the evidence, is journaling something
1: that you recommend? Is there a prompt on finding the evidence specifically? It has taken time for me to really myself to find evidence that I believe. And that is something I touched upon just a little bit ago is like trusting self-trust. I'm going to dive into that for a second and then we'll kind of go into like the prompts. I really believe that like when we lose sense of self-trust, is when we really kind of lose our confidence and confidence what i talk about a lot as well if you guys follow me is confidence is so key to building your own brand building your own success building your own empire within your industry or within what you're doing and through building your confidence allows you to have more of what you want more abundance more freedom more fill in the blank with whatever that is that you're searching for if you find yourself sitting in the place of being of being restless within the work you're doing I feel it's because you're not really living in your purpose and you're really feeling unfulfilled within certain things, even though you love doing hair. So self-belief and building confidence to me is something that is going to be a large part of this process of really finding your evidence as well too. So I always start off with saying like one of the big things I do, and this sounds so simple, but it's so powerful, is to write down a list of things that you know for certain about yourself. And I mean, positive things about yourself, not things that you think are negative. Cause I think we could talk about negative things all day long, positive things. And it could be simple things. Like I love cooking. I'm a good cook, or I'm really good at doing balayage. I'm a great artist with color. I'm really good with customer service in the salon. I love doing yoga. Like It doesn't matter if it has anything to do with hair or without hair, but finding the truths and what you know about yourself is really key to beginning that positive self-talk, those positive affirmations and writing those down and seeing those every morning and reminding yourself of who you are within a positive light. It's yes. easier to be negative and gossipy than it is to be positive and like, and and think the glass is half full. So we have to then be the change. We have to be the change in our own life and find the positivity and really like be the light to begin to see the change shifting around you. So I see this within myself behind the chair. I see this in myself with my friend circle. As I begun the personal development of finding the confidence within myself and knowing the attributes that I have to offer other people and reminding myself of who I really am, that shifts my conversations, that shifts um, my business, that shifts my friend circle. And it really has impacted my life in such a big way that I feel so much more confident because I'm not around negativity as much. And when I do sense negativity in my life, I can repel it away because I'm like, that's not for me. I'm really wanting to focus myself on the things that really help me grow and thrive. So self-belief and self-confidence is really important. I'm going to pivot now to like your friend circle or the people that you choose to allow yourself yourself to be around, to be inspired. Find people who want to see you win like 100%. Like, if you, you know, we've all heard like, you're the sum of the five people you hang around with. I believe that wholeheartedly. I I hang around with like, probably 50 people now. And I still have to be mindful who those 50 people are. But all of the people I put into my life who I connect with, talk with on a regular basis, I want to see them when they want to see me when that helps build my confidence. They project what they see in me in a positive way. I project what I see in them in a positive way. And that has shifted so much of the way i see myself and the potential that i see within my business and it allows me to feel like okay i can open a coaching business okay i can do public speaking okay i can show up and do a live like i can do scary things that i once thought i couldn't do the number one thing this is so funny my husband and i talk with all the time more people there's a percentage of this i forget the percentage there are more people that are that would rather die than public speak and i think that is such a crazy statistic they would rather die than public speak and it's because it's this fear of like being seen it's this fear of being up it's this fear of using your voice and and speaking your truth because you're afraid of what people think of you and oh my god if we can just change that within our industry and allow people to show up and speak their truth without combating and coming at them with like you're wrong and that's not the right like why can't we yeah. all just empower each other to like really be who we're supposed to be and grow and thrive in that beautiful, unique way. So when it goes back to the journaling, like start with the basics, reframe like who you are and start writing down all the things that you know certain for about yourself. Like that was the first most simplest step that you can do. It's a gratitude for yourself every single day. If you write five things down every single day and you reread them and you like revisit them and you re- you add more to them. I guarantee within like within 30 days, you will start finding more belief within yourself and confidence than you've ever had in your life.
0: That is beautiful advice. And you just, so many good nuggets in that in what you just said there, Laura. I honestly echo so many of those sentiments. I think like what you said about, you know, surrounding yourself with people who want to see you win and who can highlight the things in you that are, you know, admirable. I think it's so much easier to see other people's skills and talents than it is to recognize our own. So if you're surrounding yourself with people who are talking about ideas and who are, you know, talking about like how you can collaborate and win and, you know, those types of conversations work wonders for building your confidence. How many times Do you see, and I say this all the time with my coaching students, like we'll work together. And then I've seen this with your students as well. And then, you know, they're launching their education or their coaching. And that's not even what the program was necessarily about. It's just being in a space and connecting with other people who are committed to growth and committed to themselves inspires you in a way that I don't think it's possible to understand until you really do it until you're in those rooms and in those, you know. So I think that's really the education, of course, in a coaching program is important, but the community and the actual having a coach, I think it's so, so important. And it lets you build relationships with people that maybe you wouldn't have met in your day-to-day life. And that allows you to like bust out of those preconceived comfort zones that you might've had.
1: Yes. Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, every coaching program I've poured myself into And let's just be honest, like I started with a small coaching group and then I went into a personal coach and I've, I've this last two years, I've invested the most into an incredible group coach. Elizabeth stays my coach right now. And it's, 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 it's a lot of money, but when you put money in and you have skin in the game, you show up big because you want to see the shifts. You want to find the change. You're willing to go all in on yourself. and when you are around other like-minded people who also invest in themselves they're still they're all climbing and striving for the same thing and they're there to lift you up they're not there to climb over you and like win above you they're there to allow you to rise with them there's so much power in surrounding yourself in the right groups and what that means this is something that we i don't think our industry does enough we don't talk enough about putting yourself into the right room. It's one thing to go to a hair show and be inspired and learn a new technique. That's great. That's fun. To me, that's like a party. But yeah. to really put yourself into a networking group that's going to really, really want to see you grow and win and give you the tangible tools, and that coach is going to pour so much into you. Like They're going to go probably above and beyond even your own expectations. That is worth so much more money. And there's a lot of other industries in, our, in this world that have high-powered or high leveled, excuse me, like coaching groups or networking groups. And they're in those groups for a reason. They're not in it to have status. They're in it so they can create connection. And through that connection, you start seeing yourself in other people. And when you see yourself in other people, you start seeing your potential on a different level. And there needs to be more of that in our industry.
0: Yes, I completely agree. And I think that's like, that's what it comes down to, right? Like it's, again, you know, this ties back into, Believing it's possible and finding the evidence and all these things. Maybe you don't even need to find your own evidence necessarily. Maybe you just need to see that it's possible to achieve the goals that you have. I love to read biographies of inspiring people like Richard Branson's, one of my favorites. And like, you know, there's all of these other biographies from these people who've accomplished brilliant things. And what always strikes me is the beginning is so different than what you would expect. Like I sometimes think that we, we assume anyone who achieves like great success or does these really amazing things like had a totally different life, you know, leading up to it. And often it's just like one thing happens and then it's a spiral on that or they meet someone or they learn something and the trajectory of their entire life changes, but you can actually choose to have that experience happen to you, right?
1: Oh, you are so good. That is so good. Oh, I cannot. So you don't have to wait for something terrible to happen. That is such a good point. Like my pivot was something that was really emotionally hard and challenging. And I was like, I have to figure myself out. But that doesn't have to be everyone's story. You can just get to a point where you're like, I'm just ready. And what do I do? And if, if you find yourself curious of like, what is my next level? Or what is my next step? Or what's my true purpose? Like I fulfilled this portion of my life, but now what is next for me? That's when you go back to the drawing board and you go through these steps that we just shared and talked about to really start rediscovering like who you are. Like we evolve as humans like every year, but we probably evolve even more so in like every five years. Like if you think about each decade of your life, about every five years, you become someone new. You have new desires, you have new ambitions. You have new interests, and it's okay to like let things go to then be open to receiving the new opportunities that are supposed to come your way. But like myself, I love to hold on to things for long periods of time because I hate letting yeah. things go. And it sometimes like takes the universe pulling it out of my hands for me to be like, "Fine, like it's I'll, I'll let it go now. Like it's time to move on." Yes. So it's about knowing yourself w- within. I have a signature coaching program called the Glass Ceiling Academy. And one of our guest speakers is a human design coach, Lindsay Means, and she talks a lot about your purpose through your design and understanding how you make decisions. And why we start with that in the program is because I really want each stylist to understand who they are as as their unique design, how you were born. So when you are going through making big changes within your business, which that's what the glass ceiling does, we talk about what's your goal and how we can break that down. By knowing how you do things like decision-making allows you to navigate everything with a much better understanding of self. And by understanding self, and now that I know, sometimes the universe has to rip things out of my hands because I love to hold on to them for way too long. It's allowed me to start letting go of things faster. And to me, it's still scary. There's still like this like sentimental, like, but what if, but if I don't let that go, what is holding, what am I holding myself back from? And that to me, like excites me. It's like, what's on the other side? And the more things I've done that have been scary, opening my salon suite, scary AF, hiring my first team member, really, really scary. Putting myself out there on social media saying, Hey, I'm a, I'm an expert in business education, really intimidating because there's already so many people doing these things. And I also know, like I too have a voice. I have people to help. And this lights my soul on fire and if i don't follow the path that lights my soul on fire i'm dimming my light i'm stopping myself from my purpose and that feels more like crap than it does being scared to put myself out there so that's when i have to find the evidence i'm wrapping this back around that's where i yeah. find the evidence in my purpose what i'm supposed to be doing and continue to chase that and i think my last tip is like surrounding yourself with a team that supports you and probably sees more within you And you see within yourself, within the times that you're like, can I even do this? And I have a beautiful team that supports me. I'm actually going to give Jodi some major props right now, because Jodi supports me within, within my business. She's, she's a partner within the marketing and like different portions of uh, how we grow the coaching business. Like I have a team of people that I've invested in before I was ready that allowed me to see the potential of what it is that I'm doing on a bigger scale. And it's something that I think a lot more stylists can do on a smaller scale. If you're independent, hire a virtual assistant, it's something easy and inexpensive that can help you offload responsibilities and keep you in your zone of genius. So you can do more of those things that you really love.
0: Oh, that's such good advice. I think, and thank you. Yes. It's, it's really amazing to kind of like be able to, I'm going to just kind of show from the different perspective too so by you investing in someone and allowing them to stay in their zone of genius that allows you to then stay in your zone of genius right so forever we always get this like forever we've had this idea that if we can do it we have to do it like if it's something that you're physically capable of doing we've we've gotten it into our heads that we should be doing that ourselves because like well, I can do my books or I can do my social media or I can do, you know, whatever it is. But it's taking all of this time away from, you know, when we say like work on your business instead of just always in your business. If you're spending so many of, So much of your time on tasks that are taking you away from how you actually grow. And like maybe that's getting different education so that you can upload your client experience so that you can increase it into a more premium luxury experience. Maybe that's how you're growing your business. Maybe you just need an extra couple hours a week to actually be behind the chair. But until you make the investment first, It's going to be hard to find the time to focus on those other things. Right. So I love that you shared, like having that support and it can be, like you said, behind the chair, it can be a smaller scale. You can hire my virtual assistant. Actually, she started off supporting hairstylists. So she would do like the email support. She would do the scheduling, all of those types of things any client support, and then like running reports, all of those types of things for hairstylists. So there's so many things that you may not have thought of that once you begin to expand your mind and, you know, look for the possibilities instead of looking for the problems, you can probably get support in areas you hadn't even considered yet. So I love that you mentioned that.
1: Yes, yes. It's, it's really important. And outsourcing, I know this is a little bit off topic, but it, it yeah. goes into the alignment with like business growth and development and as well, like find the evidence that you can actually do this and start before you're ready yeah. for anyone who's like, I don't have time. Like I want to do these extra things, but I don't have time yeah. is like, start with small things. Like where can you find time in your life? Like perhaps you hire someone to come and clean your house and that gives you a couple hours a yeah. week of time to do extra things in your business. And that's not a huge investment. Maybe you go to like a food delivery service to help you with like organizing your dinners. Like that's not that expensive and it gives you more time back. So it doesn't have to be big things in your business just yet, but it's doing the small things to allow you to have that time to expand the areas that you're really wanting to grow and do more of in. So it's thinking bigger um, and seeing things. And again, like showing it's me showing up, Jody showing up, sharing that there is evidence and truth in these things that we've done and you can do it too. And it's not gonna take away from your money. It's not gonna, it's not like a sacrifice that you're gonna be giving away. Like, oh, it's so much money that I'm spending. Like reframing yeah. that mindset, you're investing in more time for yourself. So you can invest more time in what you're wanting to really work on and do.
0: Ooh, I love that you said that in a, on a personal level too. That's such a great point because this is a little bit off topic. We'll get back to the next, but when it comes to people who come to me for marketing help and they're stylists behind the chair, they're not ready to outsource and they're like, how do I get the time for this? And it's like, well, you need to just, you know, you need to make the time first of all, because that's what's going to allow you to grow. But like Laura said, what if it's maybe, you know, getting a meal delivery service so that you don't have to worry about what to make for dinner or go get groceries. And then all of a sudden you've got an hour that you could be spending on growing your business or self-care, whatever else it is that you need. So thank you so much for sharing that. That is really great advice. Now I want to bring it back to a really loaded word that we're hearing a lot of, and that is manifestation. Can you dive a little bit into manifesting your dream business and I know you talk about glass ceiling. I think that's really, really powerful. Can you dive into that a little bit? Like how to bust through your personal glass ceiling, what that means, and then also how manifestation can play a role in the growth of yourself personally, your life, and your business?
1: Yes, I would love to. So I will start with actually manifesting, because I think that will parlay into the, the glass ceiling. Manifesting, it is trendy. A lot of people talk about it. There's a lot of ways to dive into this and dissect it. So I'm just going to share with you what I've done for myself and what I work with, with my coaching students that I, that I serve. So manifesting to me is going to be a combination of like energetics. So physically, how does this make you feel? When you think about the excitement that comes with like something that you're reaching for, that you're wanting to get within your life, it's important to tap into the vibrational like energy to bring that into your present being. And what that can look like, and gets a little woo, but what that can look like for you is to sit and visualize, okay, who am I becoming? Who do I need to be? What do I want to look like and feel like? And how does my dream life look like in order for me to be calm or be prepared to receive what that end result is. So again, I'm going to kind of take it back to something that I can relate to myself Hopefully you guys can relate as well too. when it was a step of leaving commission, going into independent, it was a lot of fear and I had to really envision myself as a business owner, as an independent artist. What was my, what? how was I going to feel? What type of freedom was I going to experience? How was I going to serve my clients? What was I going to look like? How was my space going to be? And really allowing myself, because I'm a very visual human, to visualize it to actually create like even a pinterest board of what my, my ideal dream salon space would look like when i started building my team who did my team like what did they embody and by having that energetic and that feeling already in place it allowed me to kind of like sit at this frequency that allowed me to make decisions from that place and this is where manifestation comes in you can utilize music So there's a lot of people that will talk about like having music playing as you're visualizing to help you get into that high vibe you can physically start changing like aspects of yourself meaning like having a better mindset changing the way you actually dress to embody that person that you're really becoming faster letting go of old habits that are possibly holding you back and really embodying the new habits of who you need to become in order to have that thing that you're wanting and By making, as I mentioned, those decisions in that high vibe place and not in the place of like lack or in the place of, am I worthy enough? Right. That feels so heavy. That feels so like ugly. And I still struggle. Like you're always going to have days where you're like, I'm like, you visualize, you have a great meditation and you're like, I'm so high vibe and everything's great. And the next day you wake up and you're like, life sucks. It's really hard. (laughs) You're always going to have this ebb and flow. I still have those days. I wake up and I'm like, man, I'm tired this is hard. Like I have a yeah. lot to get done today. And that's not a high vibe place. And when I have those days, I know, Laura, don't make decisions on these days. Get through your yeah. days. Give yourself some space and time at the end of your day. Like, yeah. In order for you to have space to manifest, you have to have space to be. And when you don't have space to be and you're always cramming shit into your day, and you're Mm -hmm. always having like a to-do list that doesn't ever end, which trust me, my to-do list doesn't end, you still have to make that time for yourself. Even if you're a busy mama, even if you're a busy mama and a salon owner, and you have a team, like no matter what, you have to make that space or you're always going to be giving and giving, 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 and doing, doing, doing. And you're never gonna have space to be and become more of who you're supposed to be. So my intention with what I do behind um, my own work is to have every morning space to be, space to visualize, space to like, like, daydream. Like you have to daydream and you have to think bigger. And this is where your ideas and your downloads come in for you to make those big decisions and and be the trailblazer within your own business and your own life, most importantly. And it's fun. It gets to be fun. Like that's the fun part of manifesting. So that's my take of manifesting. I think you'll hear different ways from different people. I know that It gets, I mean, oh my gosh, there's some really deep, like mindset, psychological work that you can get into that I've done. I'm not like a coach in that. So I don't speak beyond what I've already done for my own self and what I do within my business. But I do believe that manifesting doesn't have to be hard. And with all the tools we went over earlier, and then as well, embodying the energetics behind it. And again, reminding yourself only make decisions when you're in that space of high vibe energy. That's going to help propel your business in a really unique, different way. People might be like, "What the heck are you even doing?" And you just say, "Like I, you know, what's aligned with who I am and what I'm doing," and you just go for it. Like I, I can't tell you enough. Like when you make a decision to go for something and and know that it's going to succeed the way it's supposed to. So don't put yourself like don't put caps and don't put ceilings on what okay, if it's this, if it's only this good, I guess it's fine. Or if I yeah. don't exceed this expectation then I failed, that's not true. Everything yeah. that I've done, I have won, right? No matter how successful or quote, air quotes, unsuccessful people may have thought it was, you did it. And that's success in itself. And you learn. So yeah. taking all of that into creating your glass ceiling. Glass ceilings to me are taking what you have now and thinking bigger. It's going so much bigger than your your previous way of thinking as i said earlier we we evolve every year we evolve every five years especially in my opinion and so when we start to think okay like i'm ready for something more what would that next thing be and stepping into that high vibe manifestation state and really allowing yourself to think like what would really bring me more joy what's going to bring me more freedom what's going to bring me more purpose i'm really big on purpose and when you find your joy freedom and purpose the money comes, like the money literally comes. And I talk about money mindset as well too, but people sometimes chase the money and they never get it. And it's because they're not aligning their energetics of their purpose, their joy, their passion within that first. It's like the money goes first and the purpose, passion, and joy just kind of get left behind. And when you don't have those core points, those core values within really chasing your glass ceiling, like, You're going to be spitting plates. You're going to be hitting your head against the wall. You're going to be looking at all the failures, and you're never going to be getting ahead. So, it's really rewiring the mind to what we're really doing, and then knowing, as you said earlier, I love the analogy of making believing before you take the step that it's possible. That when you take that first step, your tools, all the tools, will be given to you because perhaps you weren't, you haven't been given the tools yet because you weren't willing to take the first step. And you have to sometimes take the first step to be given the tools to then actually move forward.
0: Oh, it's so true. And I love like the focus when it comes to your glass ceiling. I I think it's such a powerful visual, first of all, and you've just talked about the power of visualization. So I love that you have that, but also I just wanted to bring something up that came to mind when it comes to chasing money, there's this crazy statistic. And I think it's something like 70% of lottery winners are broke within five years of winning. And it's probably not entirely accurate, but it's something, it's like high, it might even be more than that. And I was really thinking about like, how is that possible? If you're someone who wins several million dollars, how is that possible? But then I think back to years past and like, you know, my husband and I both work on contract basis. Like I was a hairstylist, an independent stylist. He works on contracts, so very fluctuating income there's years that our annual incomes fluctuated. I don't see a difference in those years, which leads me to believe that like, we just kind of, because we weren't conscious about it, you're just operating in the same place. It just got absorbed. And that's kind of an interesting phenomenon that I've talked to so many people in, in similar positions and they have experienced the same thing. And I think what it is, is not having the intention or the solid money mindset before attracting this money, that is why it tends to disappear or you're not aware of it because you haven't done that foundational work first. So I love that you brought up money mindset as like the step one, because I think sometimes people go like, if I just made more money, if I just made more money. Coming from someone who has, quote unquote, just made more money, it's not going to do you any favors until you get intentional and you're actually aware of what that money can do for you and how and what success means to you. Like You can't measure something that you don't understand.
1: Yes, that was such, you said it really well. You said it really, really well. It's like understanding what success means to you. and yes money can be a part of it and yes money can be a propeller to move you forward and it's equally important to understand like why you're doing that and what's the purpose behind it really getting into your own money stories for me when i make more money so my husband and i both have worked very hard in our businesses and we're both at a place where we're making the most we've ever made within our careers we also understand that we're both equally investing a lot back into our businesses to continue to fuel our purpose. And we are okay with that. So at the end of the year, like we, we invest back into our businesses so we can continue to grow our purpose. We understand where our money's going and, and we have still, I'm sure more money mindset work to do behind the actual, like, let's figure out the rest, like how to invest properly per se. But, if you don't understand your why and you're like, at the end of the year, I teach you to make more money. You make more money and you're like, Laura, I'm still broke. That's yeah. because there's a lot of like systems in the background that like, there still needs to be attention given to. And if your goal is just to make more money, to spend more money, like that's not the purpose of it. Like it's healing the money energetics, It's healing the money story. So when you do make more money you you treat it well, it treats you well. You give it in you give it back to it's important to have money moving. So you want to move money by giving it back into other industries or I should say other businesses, excuse me, investing it accordingly. Not just hoarding it and holding on to it, but then also not just spending it frivolously and then being like, Where'd all my money go? So yeah. that's a whole nother podcast for a whole nother day. But it is really, really true, like making it is only one aspect of it and then really understanding what to do with it is a whole another level uh, of responsibility that's exciting it shouldn't overwhelm you i know people get scared when they're like oh a budget and we have a mutual friend misty who who talks about money management and um budgets are fun budgets allow you to find more money in your life and it allows you to find more opportunities to do more of the things you want so right now i'm recording this podcast with you on vacation with my family i'm super proud to say like my husband and i chose to gift my family this vacation and it's like the first time that we've ever been able to invest this much money and just as a gift into our family vacation so it's cool to say like we were able to have this life to do that and to provide an experience for all of us to be together. It's been two years since we've seen each other because they live up in Canada. And it wouldn't have been possible without healing the money story and really getting intentional on what we're doing with the money that we're making. Oh, that's
0: so true. And that's like, yeah. I mean, I think, like you said, getting really specific, like on what, like when you do attract this money, like when you do manifest what it is that you want, like, What's it for? What are you going to do with it? Like, how is that going to like, because I heard once that like wealth is basically what wealth means is being able to live your most authentic life and just like express yourself however you want to and having the means to be able to do that. For me, that's travel, that's freedom you know, that's time with my family and the people that I love. And having that clarity is what really allows you to kind of open the floodgates and to start manifesting whatever it is that you desire within your life. So can we just quickly recap our mindset, our guide to mindset and manifestations of Beauty Pro? Because you just made some amazing points and I want to make sure that we highlight those so that my listeners can go back and, you know, take action on what they have learned today.
1: Absolutely. So um, we start off with finding the evidence within self, really understanding like what your potential is and finding the evidence and who you're becoming and not what is holding you back, which then parlayed into our limiting beliefs. So identifying what your limiting beliefs are, your lies, the stories that were told to you and dispelling those truths, reframing them to having a positive affirmation, which goes back into our self-belief. And really having the foundations to like understanding who you are and what you already believe is possible within yourself through I am statements of journaling, which I love. And then really taking action, which actually will help you to build that you are wanting to find within yourself to do the big things that you're too afraid to do right now. And small actions are always best to take first if you're afraid to do the really big scary thing to then find the truth that like, hey, I can do this. I can get a hold of this. This is possible for me. And then understanding your glass ceiling really understanding that like what you're dreaming of wanting to achieve and do is possible for you i've said this a thousand times like if you've been given an idea or it's meant for you to move with and if you don't take action on it it's not going to go away so don't ever think it's like gone but just know like that idea was given to you for you to actually do something with and you are someone who is possible to actually take action and do that it's not like who am i to do this no You are the person to do something with us. Like, let me remind you that it's okay to be, you know, move scared. It's okay for you to to start doing things even though you're uncertain and to trust that you will be given the steps. Once you take that first, even baby step to where you're supposed to be, you'll be given the tools, I should say, to get there. And you'll you'll find your tribe, you'll find your group, you'll find your coach. Like, it's almost like, when you're ready for the lesson the teacher will appear It's exactly what all this is going to be for you and manifestation doesn't have to be scary it doesn't have to be overwhelming or hard it's something that is in, in all of us and it's possible for you to to truly like embody that vibrational energy of who you're becoming
0: thank you laura this has been So incredible. I know that my listeners will get so much out of this episode. I love how we can take that mindset and manifestation and give applicable lessons that you can really use to start being happier, more fulfilled, and more successful. Because I think those three things really need to happen in unison. All the success in the world doesn't mean much if you're not happy and fulfilled.
1: Yes, 100%. It's It's the key to all of those things. And when you find the happiness, the joy, the fulfillment, the purpose, then the money and success happens, like we talked about. Like, it's just the icing on the cake. And I can say for certain that that's been my truth in my life. And this is what I love to teach about. I know it's been a truth for you in your life as well, too. And- it's just sharing more of that with people who may not feel the confidence yet to take action. And yes. And that's
0: so, that's what I love about following you on social. I'm going to ask where we can find you, but I love that you kind of show like, just cause you don't feel that way yet doesn't mean it's not coming. Very few people walk out of their first year of beauty school, super confident and ready to take on the world. Like it's something you cultivate. So I love that you shared that today where can my listeners go to find out more about you and to get
1: into your work so i am always on social media i love to hang out on instagram so it's i am laura elizabeth is real and then i actually finally have a website believe it or not it's been, pretty... it's been a little bit in the making and that's also i am a laura elizabeth.com so both of them are very easy to find Those would be probably the best two places to find me and then there are tons of links in my bio and things to like I like to create experiences within the places I hang out. So both places, you'll find lots more information about what I offer and do.
0: Perfect. Thank you so much. And I will put those links in the show notes so you can go easily check out Laura and say hi on Instagram. I know that she would love to hear you know your takeaways from this episode, as would I. Feel free to find me on social at It's Jody Brown and let us know what you have applied from this episode. Thank you again for joining me. And I cannot wait for next time, Laura.
1: Thank you so very much. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode
0: of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Rising or at it's Jodi Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jodi Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.